Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It is all over for the Conservatives. They are cooked, toast, finito, routed, smashed, deceased, perished, pickled, wrecked, kaput. You know that scene in Terminator 2 where the nuclear bomb goes off and it's all... And Sarah Connor's clinging onto the fence as she's incinerated. Yeah, well, that's, that's the Conservatives' electoral prospects. Now, there were two by-elections this Thursday. The first i'll discuss was mid bedfordshire that was held by nadine dorries who amongst other things was a former culture secretary a for a former tv palace of mine on occasion and i would argue an inadvertent camp icon anyway she got she dragged out resigning from her seat because she was so angry that rishi sunak blocked her from getting a peerage and i am so here for that level of pettiness can't help but respect it anyway she won that seat in 2019 with a more than 24 and a half thousand majority Yesterday, Labour took that seat with a 1,192 majority, which is a swing of 20.5 to Labour. Now, the other was caused by the resignation of Chris Pincher, who was the former Conservative whip who resigned over sexual misconduct. That's the seat of Tamworth in Staffordshire. Staffordshire. Ooh, hello. The Tories held that seat with a 19,500 majority or so back in 2019. Labour Sarah Edwards overturned that and now has a majority of 1,316. So that's a swing of 23.9 points to Labour. Let's just hear the moment she was elected. And I do hereby declare that Sarah Sienna Edwards is duly elected. Now, the Tory candidate, Andrew Cooper, was a new happy. And if there's one word, though, I would really associate with Conservatives right now, its dignity. So in that spirit, when Sarah Edwards began her victory speech, he rushed off stage to the nearest fire exit. The people of Tamworth have voted for Labour's positive vision and a fresh start. They've sent a clear message to Rishi Sunak and the now, let's just be clear here. There is no way the Conservatives can turn this around. I talked about this on Good Morning Britain on ITV to explain why. But before that clip, let's listen to the preeminent sociologist, can never pronounce that word, Sir John Curtis. He knows what he's talking about. Well, this is undoubtedly an extremely good result for the Labour Party. As John Ashworth has already said, it's just the second highest swing ever from Conservative to Labour, it's just very slightly higher than the swing in Selby. But let me add three other observations to what have been said so far. The first is that no government has hitherto lost to the principal opposition party in a by-election a seat as safe as Tamworth. The previous record was in Ashfield in 1977, which the Labour government then lost. It, then it was defending a 41% majority, now a 42% majority has been lost. Secondly, I think this result also shows a potential risk to the Conservatives of how they're going to get, may get caught in a pincer movement between some of their former Leave voters wandering off to Labour, but others going off to Reform UK. 
Notice that Reform UK saved their deposit with 5% of the vote. Yes. And that also, actually, their share of the vote is slightly bigger than Labour's majority. And I'm not saying that everybody who voted Reform UK mm. would otherwise have voted Conservative, but almost undoubtedly uh, that is part of the story. Third observation, mm. very strict historical parallel. This constituency, in its virtually identical geography, but in the previous name of South East Staffordshire, had a by-election in 1996. Yes. There was a 22% swing mm. from Conservative to Labour, and 12 months later, Labour won the, the general election very clearly. So we have now seen a by-election in exactly the same place with virtually exactly the same swing just 12 months before what previously, at least, was a Labour victory. Now, quite simply, there was no precedent for turning this around. It's also quite amusing that, as John Curtis points out, Reform, the successor to the Brexit party, are squeezing the Tories from their right flank. Uh, there truly are, yes, a chunk of, a po of the population who live amongst us, who don't think the Conservatives are right-wing enough. What do they even want? I think we know, and it's not pretty. Now, there does tend to be a shift in favour of the governing party in the final year before an election. The problem for the Conservatives is the average is six points in favour of the governing party. The biggest ever is 20 points to Labour in 1970, and that was under Howard Wilson, they still lost. The Tories, meanwhile, are 20 points or so on average behind. To be sure of a majority, they need to be seven points ahead. So they need 27 points before the next general election. That's not going to happen. You'll, you'll hear some contrarians going, well, you never know. Politics is unpredictable, guys. Um, you know, and the Tories have, you know, never underestimate them. And Labour will keep saying that quite rationally. They don't want complacency to set in. Um, that suppresses turnout and it looks arrogant if you take votes for granted i get all that but it's they're not going to win it's it's impossible uh, and we you know and rishi sunak would have to be a political genius of some description to even have a chance and i'll let into a little secret he's not a political genius now uh, it's being said the conservatives are going to claim the security concerns about holding an election at the same time as the u.s next november hmm my chinny chin chin um they're just going to hold on to the last minute now. I thought they would maybe go earlier. I mean, you know, as inflation comes down, inflation's actually sticky. It's higher than other rich countries. Um, now, guess when the last minute is? Is January 2025, the 28th of January. So it looks like we're going to have an election campaign over the Christmas after next. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Now, I was on Good Morning Britain with LBC, LBC presenter Ian Dale discussing this. Set themselves on fire. I mean, if you just think of one of the crises the Tories have had, that would be enough to finish off a lot mm. of governments. Partygate, <laughs> the biggest national disaster since the war, and the, the Tories were... were Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, broke the law while people couldn't hold the hands of their dying relatives. Cost of living crisis, the worst cost of living crisis in modern history. The NHS in a state of collapse, record waiting lists. Three different Prime Ministers in one parliamentary term. Mm. Liz Truss crashing the economy, making people's mortgages go up and homeowners were a big part of the Tory coalition because she tried to cut taxes on rich people, which people don't even support. Multiple scandals with, under Rishi Sunak. Dominic Raab going, Zahawi, multiple resignations. And the fact is, if I'm honest, Rishi Sunak is a massively overpromoted guy. He's completely out of his depth. He doesn't have a strategy. He, he's, he's only there because when the Tories won the election last time, he had Sajid Javid as chancellor. Mm. Um, Dominic Cummings, who was then Boris Johnson's sidekick, tried to get his advisers to be taken over by number 10. Sajid Javid went, no way. And they put Rishi Sunak in because they thought he was pliant. Then he was there at the right time because of the pandemic. He was associated with furlough and free money. Mm. And then he became the most just popular... just associated with it. He, it was his idea. Well, he brought he it in. It was the same scheme across... And he was considered a political hero at the time. Mm. Well, now, it... things have changed since then. But, I mean, you're sounding a little bit complacent here because there is still probably a year to go before an election. Um, I don't deny, I think, the Tories won't be able to turn it round. But... As Harold Macmillan used to say, events do boy events. I mean, if there's, a, if there's a war in the Middle East, Sunak suddenly becomes a sort of war leader, does really well, the, the electorate starts thinking, hmm, we're surprised at how well he's done. Maybe we'll give Is him another Sunak go. Is he a war leader? I don't, but, I mean, you, you can't categorically say that there's no way they can turn it round. I think it's extremely unlikely. But this is not a 20-point Labour lead. It's a 20-point anti-Conservative no, vote agree. in the polls. No, I agree, I agree, of course. Um, now, that last point by Ian Dale is absolutely, inarguably true. It might annoy Starmer's online fans, who do exist, and they are the most tedious people on the internet. I'm sorry, they are something else. Starmer mania is not sweeping the country. Um, the polling shows there is no enthusiasm for the Labour leadership, and voters don't know what they stand for. Now, I want the Conservatives out. Difficult for me to put into words just how much I despise Toryism, which I regard as a cancer in this country's history. They have ruined this country over and over and over again. Our society is completely disfigured because of the political project in particular they have foisted since 1979 on us. Under Thatcherism, that meant the flogging off of public assets like water, energy and rail, with, as I presume you've noticed, pretty disastrous consequences, destroying entire industries without replacing them with something else, um, laying waste as a consequent to consequence to entire communities which never recovered, the smashing of the trade unions, um, which is one of the reasons we have a cost of living crisis baked into our economic system because unions were deprived of the ability to collectively organise properly in order to get a fair share of the wealth created by workers. Uh, the Tories, you know, under Thatcher, redistributed with a plomb wealth and power to the rich through tax cuts for the rich and so on. Under this lot, since 2010, we've had slash and burn cuts, the National Health Service on its knees, the worst squeeze in living standards on record, the trashing of the welfare state, the hammering of the young on every front, a ever-growing housing crisis, attacks on civil liberties, racism, bigotry. I really could be here all day. Now, we do have a problem, from the perspective of people like myself, that we don't have a Labour Party committed to overturning that damage. In fact, they're committed to keeping a lot of it in place, with Starmer having abandoned key... Sol solemn pledges, which we're not supposed to raise because it annoys people when you just say the truth, um, to hike taxes on the rich, bring utilities under public ownership, scrap tuition fees, 
we could go on. He abandoned them shamelessly because he positioned himself to the Labour membership, thinking he wouldn't win unless he made those promises, and then abandoned them when he became leader because he thought he'd get away with it. Sorry, there's a siren going there, maybe to arrest Keir Starmer for political dishonesty. Um, in the current situation, uh, we don't just have the Tories supporting the war crimes being committed by Israel, with more to come, but also the Labour leadership too. Which is why I said this on Good Morning Britain. The way I'd put it like this, because people are like, I'm not a fan of Keir Starmer, that's absolutely cheap. But if I had to choose between the flu and a very bad case of bubonic plague, I'll stick, I'll, I'll go with the flu. Do you what know what I mean? mean? Yeah, it's my job to say what I think, guys. You know, got to say what I think. Now, I would say that of all the kind of transformative policies that Labour did have and then abandoned, one thing that's actually... It's kind of stuck is a commitment to... Um, improve workers' rights, including the ability of trade unions to organise, as well as security for workers. Obviously, I don't trust the Labour leadership with anything, quite rationally, because they keep abandoning their pl pledges. Um, but, you know, that would be one means that under a Labour government, it would be easier for workers to organise. Um, and that itself is an example of the breathing space that I think would come under a Labour government compared to the Tories. If the Tories win again, I think just total despair would set in i think people just give up completely it would be horrible actually to be honest um and i think it would be a case of you you'd have more space to fight um and it is a question of which opponent would i prefer to fight rishi sunak leading government just veering off into right-wing extremism or what i've already just described now i think also labor will raise expectations just by ejecting the tories people think to themselves well things will have to change for the better and the problem is because if labor aren't for example, going to increase taxes on the rich to rebuild our shattered public services like the NHS, which needs ever-growing resources because of an ageing population for a start, um, or improve people's living standards, things like that, which, I, you know, obviously I don't think their current policies are going to do that. I think people will organise, mobilise and fight back, like the unions, which I think will be stronger, like younger people, and I'd say I use younger people loosely because the oldest millennials are now 42 um, and also Gen Zs, but so a big chunk of the population who've really suffered under both Tory rule and the economic system they've created. Also, you know, minorities, minority communities in this country, look how angry so many Muslim, British Muslims are now. So I feel cheerful myself because my whole political life and career is, I think I'd say pretty defined by anti-Toryism. And I think when we get rid of them, then that's when some of the big battles will be fought. I don't have hope as things stand for fights within the Labour Party, but what I am, I think, pretty excited about are, I think, the big movements that are to come and everything from workers' rights, climate, um, against racism, um, for transformative policies, um, from everything from, from housing uh, to living standards to foreign policy. That's what I think. So I think the space will open up in a way that at the moment it's it's too suffocating um, to fight back in the way that I'd like. I want to hear your thoughts, though. I'm only here to share my thoughts. Well, I often pass the mic on. Uh, there's lots of videos to come, particularly on the crisis in Palestine, including interviews. But yes, leave your comments as ever. Do like and subscribe. Keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash ownjones 84 Listen to us on the podcast. I'll see you in a bit. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.